0: Welcome to the Move Podcast, a young adult movement out of Bethel, Cleveland, where we focus on the move of God within our lives. I pray that you are awakened and inspired by the Lord and that he moves powerfully in and through your lives for such a time as this. talk about God's provision and our response to that provision. So I know some of you, but I don't know all of you. Just my story. Hey, brother, good to see you there. Um, And I see my man back here. So my story real quick, um, just so you know who I am. Born in the country. um, When I say poor, we we were pretty poor, but we never knew it. All right. And so didn't have much as it relates to wealth but we had one another and, and that love in our home um envision you know a five gallon bucket that was my bathroom didn't have running water so that was how we used a bathroom when i was a kid in fact we didn't get a septa tank in our home until i was in 10th grade so just giving you some backdrop about me um but god has done some great things in the arena of finances for me, all right? I left home at about 18 years old and joined the military. Served in the military for quite some time and got out. Didn't get a college degree, but I can tell you uh, by God's grace, I am experiencing what the favor of God looks like and it's sweatless, has nothing to do with me, has everything to do with him. Um, What I can tell you with full confidence, just like someone say, we saw God raise the dead. We lay hand on this lady who couldn't actually see and God opened her eyes. That same God is a God of provision and he wants to bless all of us. I kept hearing from God as I was sitting there getting up and down during worship, these words. He called the group here, dearest ones. Know you not that I love you. You've chosen me. Won't I not bless you? When I was your age, I, I pursued God, but not with the zeal and passion that I see from all of you. It does the father heart well. And he seeks only to bless you, I'm going to talk about what that looks like from a provision perspective and then how we respond to such provision. Hopefully I'm doing okay, there's no echo, I can't tell, but I'm going to move around because I want to be able to talk to everybody. So provision, what does it look like? Who remembers the story of Joseph in the Bible? All right. When Josh was talking earlier about how his week was, we all have those weeks, all right? And sometimes that that jail may be just depression. Sometimes it's just struggling to get a good job, finding a place to fit. But in one moment, God changed all of that for Joseph. But Joseph always pursued God. He never forgot about the dream God placed on the inside of him. And so at times I move prophetic. So I'm going to do what I do. All right. I I was given confirmation that that's okay tonight. So I'm going to say things and then it's up to you to grab it. If that resonates for you. Now, this is no pie in the sky type thing, but I'm going to say certain things. And one of them is going to be this here. I declare and decree that God will begin to open your eyes to his provision in such a clear way that it will be undeniable. And when that happens, I declare and decree that he would grant you faith to lay hold of it and run towards it. Now, I got an example of what that looks like in real time that I would like to share. And then we're going to have a scripture. If you're like me, I got to see a Bible scripture. I got to hear one. Where's this guy coming from? I'm going to give you one because that's me. If that's you out there, I'll give you one. All right. But I'm going to tell you about someone that we all know. Trust me, we do. His name is Larry Page. Larry Page is the guy who created the search engine along with his friend that we look at and we get on and it's called Google. Larry Page got that from a dream, all right? God gave him a dream, and through that dream, he pursued it and created that search engine. And now we all do what? We benefit from that. Now, would we call that provision? Would we call that favor? Let me tell you this here. We do not know if Larry is, in fact, a believer, But what we do know is all good and perfect gifts comes from the Father of life, right? So it comes from Father God. And what I would say about this hungry group of young men and women, you're pursuing Abba Father. Do you think he would withhold any good thing from you? I would say to all of us, no. It's all about will we believe that. So I declare that God will begin to open your eyes and ears in the night season. And those dreams of opening up maybe an actual carpentry outfit, you'll lay hold of that. You'll pursue that dream. Those dreams of writing, you will pursue those dreams. I declare and decree that it will become apparent what is your role in this earth and how God's provision is already orchestrated and set forth for you. So that's an activation I like to do now. For those who that resonated with, I saw some with your hands parsed out, and I'll just simply say, just repeat after me, Father God, I receive with clarity every dream that you've placed on the inside of me that's attached to your provision. I lay hold of it now by faith. And I give you permission to speak to me in the night season and grant me clarity and passion to pursue it. Now to finish the story about Larry, I'll say it this way. So Larry had the dream. He's not probably a Christian. I don't know, but he had enough wherewithal to get up and write down the dream. All right. And he called one of his professors or mentors and told that gentleman in dream. He says, I think I can have this done in about two weeks. All right. Well, the actual professor or, or mentor didn't want to shoot down his dreams. He said, oh, okay. And just did that. Well, it took two years, but then after that two years, it was done. And we all know he's in a million right now. Right. All right. So what I would say to you, that's just one example of a dream that was given to someone by God who may be or may not be a believer. How much more for each of us? Now, what I'm not about is this here. Oh, Tim said that, you know, my dream and I believe I, I had a dream and I'll be a millionaire in two years. That's not what I said. All right. What I did say, however, was that God will not withhold any good thing from us. That's scripture, right? Youth does not disallow anyone in this room to receive God's provision. It's all about our actual response to believing that he'll do it. The word says in Hebrews, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For the one who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Now, don't you think if you're here on a Friday night when you could be out partying and doing a bunch of other stuff that the world is doing, don't you think perhaps that this is you diligently pursuing God? Huh? And because of that, he will reward you. Something that probably was not told to me enough as a young man but I'm so inspired by this group here, all right? I am so inspired by all of you. Chris, the two young men here that I remember when you came in and were kind of giving your life to the Lord, I remember you, partner. And I see you're here tonight. You're a handsome fellow anyhow, but you're right here, right? Doing this thing right here, right? And so I, I just look at this and it does my heart great joy because I believe that because of your passion and your great desire for Abba Father, it's going to expedite things in your life, such as provision, because God will understand clearly by your actual pursuit of him, your willingness to follow him, even if you get millions. Now, I'd be wrong to state in here that everyone's going to get a million dollars, because that's not practical. But what I can tell you is, doesn't mean that it can't be you. But what I can tell you also is you don't need a million to be blessed. I'm proof of it, all right? So if you're striving for that, maybe perhaps your eyes off of what you should be on, right? Which is God. Now I've been the guy that ran after titles. I've done that. But what I've discovered from it all is you're better off pursuing God and trusting him. The scripture says, and I'll just read it here. I have it. Deuteronomy 8, verse 18. But you are to remember the Lord your God, for it is he who is giving you power to make wealth. Powerful scripture. All right. Another translation says it is he that gives you power. Right? So, Wealth is attached to God's power. I say it this way wealth is attached to God's blessing and his favor. Because when you have that, you're unstoppable. Ill gotten gain doesn't last. Let me describe ill gotten gain seeking the favor of man versus the favor of God. Ring a bell. One enriches so you can buy a BMW. All right, That's not how God operates. Have I ever been guilty of that? Yeah. But I got the reality now that it's better to give than receive. So God blesses me with finances. He takes a guy who doesn't have a college degree and gives me a lot of money, puts me in a position. Probably people thinking, how did he get here? because of God. And see, I know it It has nothing to do with me. And that's how it will be for you. You got to lay hold of that. Somebody should be grabbing for that. Not out. You can, you can do it outwardly if you want, but inwardly take that. All right. Take that. All right. And I'm I'm telling you that if he does done it for me and he's doing it for my wife, she's getting promoted left and right. It's not because we're pursuing anything for men. It's because we put our trust in God. We've actually taken our, uh, what can I call it, our stake and driven it, driven it in the ground and saying we're going to trust you, God, that it's because of you promotion comes, not because of our connections. I hate this word in the business world, and I think you can re- relate to me, Josh. Networking. Make sure you network. You got to have a sponsor. My sponsor is Jesus. All right, your sponsor is Jesus. And if you can understand that, come hell or high water, it really doesn't matter. Pandemic, I knew that I was securing God. Man, my goodness, my organization was going through a bunch of reorganization. People were losing jobs and I knew that God had me. I knew that my provision was in him, not man. The crazy thing about it is, When you attach yourself to another person, all right, to be validated by them and attach yourself to them so you can move up, eventually what I've seen and observed in the corporate world is this here. Something goes south with that individual and then you're out by yourself. But see, when we put our trust in God, he's the faithful one, right? And because of that, we don't have to worry about that and said, who's going to be my next person up to the top. All right. So when you get provision from God and it's going to come, it's going to come by faith. It's going to come by his grace, not your works, just like everything else in the kingdom. However, what I've learned also is it's going to come by obedience so, therefore, the provisions of God are pretty straightforward. It is God who gives us the power to get what? To get wealth, to make wealth. So, we've established that. So, if you're doing it any other way, there's no provision for that that's gonna be long lasting. Make sense? You may be good for 20 years, but eventually, it's gonna dry up. But with God, it won't. Am I right when I say that, sweetheart? Let me give one example. We were young, got out of the military. At that time, I really wasn't putting my trust in God like that. And guess what happened? My wife was bedridden with our daughter. She couldn't work anymore. Now our salaries were cut in half. It was just me. We had debt out the yin yang. And we were like, we don't know what to do. They're going to take our cars. So what happened? I had a rodeo. It was a nice silver one, by the way. It was real nice. It was a hot ride back in the day. And <laughs> so I, was just, I had to turn to God because there were no, no way out of this. And when I did that, he got a dealer to buy that car outright, and I didn't know anything. So I got rid of that. I would like to tell you that the rest of the story was that way, but it wasn't. So Rekia's car got repossessed. Whoa. Now, Tim Washington is walking four miles to work. All right. Next thing you know, God causes a gentleman to give me a car. Huh? Pretty cool. Now, I'm not saying it was a Bentley. All right. It was a coat, Dodge coat, and it had some exhaust problems. <gasps> we would get that, we would get exhaust in our, you know, mouths. But the bottom line is, it was. It was something that God laid on somebody's heart. Fast forward. Now I'm moving into God's prosperity and provision, and he tells me, Tim, give your car to that guy. It was a no-brainer to me, right? So what did I do? I gave that car to the guy. My people at work, I was in the union. What are you doing, man? You're giving up that perfectly well car? I said, yeah. He didn't have one. I gave it to him. All right? What does our response to God's provision look like? I'm I'm painting a picture now, right? Give, right? It's better to give than to what? Receive. But here's the thing about God. It's a setup for more blessings. Do you understand what I just said? So I gave that, and over time, I've seen double back. All right? That's pretty cool, right? All right, and and I'm I'm not faking this. This is real life stories a barber. His name was Ace. He could hook up a nice fade, man. Yes, he could. All right. And I remember, you know, he was a cool cat, had been to jail, but he was really cool. You remember, and he put on them nice shades, thought he was something. But anyhow, I I, I will say this here. The thing about Ace was he had a distaste for pastors. Now, how did I know that? God dropped it in my spirit. He says, I want you to give that man $500. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, snap. (laughs) Let me talk to Rakeel about this. But we've been through this before, right? Now, this is our response to God's what? To God's provision, all right? If we grab it and we're afraid to give it up, you stop the flow. So I remember talking to him. Hey, I got, I, I need to give you, Hey man, I want to sow into your business, man. Talked it over with my wife. He says, okay. And we got together secretly, pulled him outside. And I said, Hey man, I want to sow this into your, to your business, man. And look, I'm a preacher. All right. We all don't take your money, brother. We'll sow into your life. That's what God told me to tell him. And it changed them. Now I moved from Pennsylvania. So who knows? Maybe he goes to church now. But what he cannot do is all that preacher want is your what? Money. Huh? Now, fast forward this year. Um, God started giving me these $120 deals. My wife's like, what's up with this $120? And see people, God wanted me to give them $120, $120, $120, $120. Everybody was getting $120. I was like, he was like, honey? (laughs) But, But the reality about it is we cannot hold on to what God is running through us for someone else. Now, in this instance, it was two young men with a a young female. They were in a vehicle by the mall in Summit Mall. Guess what they were doing? So they were driving, right? And um, they hit a big pothole with all the rain, couldn't tell it, flattened their tire. Now they're just trying to get the tire. They parked. I parked the truck there. I'm going to get my contacts. I do wear glasses, but I wear contacts. And so... I, I see them struggling, and I felt like God said, I want you to. I had $120 in my wallet because I carried it around because there was that $120 thing going on. And um, God said, Get so that into their life, help them change their tire for them. So I changed their tire, and they were like, Oh man, you know, I, I they said, Hey, can, thank you so much. I said, No problem, I'm enjoying this. Hey, I started kind of speaking life into their lives and so forth and doing all of that. And then when it was all done, I said, hey, look, I want to sow something into all of your lives. And I just, it was three of them, so they're going to have to divide up that 120. And the guy said, oh, no, no, no money. I said, oh, man, hey, look, I'm a man of God. God told me to give that to you. Hey, look, if you don't want to take it, please take it. All I ask is you go to church. Go to church somewhere this weekend. All I did was plant a seed that, once again, not all preachers take your money. All right? So those are responses to the provisions of God. You got to be willing to release what God is giving you so that more can come in. It cannot be about ourselves. What I can tell you is, and Raquel will tell you, I've never worried about money. Never. Not because I'm some great hero, but that's faith that God has given me. And I declare and decree that that's happening to people in this room right now. That same faith that I'm not worried over finances. That I know God got my back, my front, and my sides. I declare that over you now. Husbands, I declare and decree that there will be sweatless financial movement in your lives. And that stress will go away. I declare that in Jesus' name. I'm not at the level that I need to be to get this job. I declare that that's a falsehood from the enemy. Has nothing to do with you. Has everything to do with the Lord God. I'm looking at someone. I'm commanding that to you. All right. And so at the end of the day, I've talked about the provision of God. I want to go into detail a little bit more. Provision of God can come from a dream. We talked about that from Joseph. And I gave you a real time example. All right. With the Google gentleman. All right? Provision can come also from a spoken word, such as tonight. All right? Provision can come from an actual intuition. My current job that I'm doing right now, I was out. I was making pretty good money, um, close to 200K. No problem. Everything was good. I thought so. God started putting this desire in me to do something different at this company. He put the desire in me. I I was all right. Guess what happened? I started then wanting that. And I saw the opening on the org chart in the company, but there was no job posting. And I started praying for it. Oh, God, I believe for this. Boom, boom, you know, doing that. And guess what happens? Out of nowhere, without the job being posted, I get a call. Hey, such and such over that apartment, she'd like to talk to you about a job. It was a job that got it placed in my heart. And then I saw it on the org chart. It was vacant. And then, lo and behold, I get a call. Don't even have to interview. She says, I'm flying in. I'll meet you at this building. We sit down and talk acro- across the table. And she says, Here's what the job is. Um, what do you think about coming and joining the team? I ain't answering no questions. All right? Without a college education, mind you. That's God. And that God that did that for me can do that for you. Now, here's what I'm not saying. Oh, my goodness. What are you doing, son? Well, I'm eating popcorn. Tim says, you know, God's provision's coming. And you ain't doing nothing. That's not going to work. See, that's not practical. We can't do that, all right? So I'm just, I'm painting a clear picture here. There was a desire that God put on the inside of me, right? And then he caused me to start doing something with my mouth. Some people say, I called it forth, if you're around the prosperity word, right? They'll say, he called that forth. No, I didn't. I just spoke what I believe God was doing. Not because I knew to do it, but because he put it on the inside of me to do it. Has nothing to do with us. If we could ever realize that, you said it when we were in prayer, It's all about Jesus. Everything that we have, we tapped into this river called life, Christ Jesus. And if we could understand that, our lives would be so much easier. Trust me, I'm still understanding. I'm trying to get better at it. It is a journey that we're all on. But if you catch what I'm saying now, that your wealth is attached to Father God, the one that you are pursuing, And that there is nothing that can hinder that apart from your own faith. I go back to Hebrews. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For the one who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. All right? So I place my trust in God. Not because I'm some great person but because he's given me a measure of faith. I declare and decree that if your faith was low, God is depositing more of his grace to believe in the reality that he cares enough about you to provide for you. Now, I'm not saying when I say that, that he's gonna give us all a million dollars, all right? And I'm gonna tell you something that we've learned. Now, we got a big old house. All the kids are gone now. Got this big house. This is crazy, right? In my mind, I'm like, I've realized some things. The simplicity of life is so much sweeter than getting all of this stuff. Trust me. Now someone said, Tim, you want to swap places with me? <laughs> no, but, but in essence, <laughs> but, but in essence, what I will say to you is this here. Don't tie your happiness to how big of a house you're living in. If I had to do it again, I'd get me a small little house with a bunch of land. You know why? Because a good man has an inheritance waiting for his children, children. Right? Huh? So if I had land, hey, doll baby, if you want to take that little spot, Papa give you that. But all right, so I'm saying this is what we should be looking at. Now, I got the big house. I'm going to live in it. All right? But if I had to do it again, which I don't want to move again because I'm loving Bethel, Cleveland, yeah. all right? But if, but if God said, Tim, we want you to move, trust me, we're going to downsize. My wife had, we have been living in the RV, talking about, let's have a big garden. We can live in the RV if she had it her way. I don't want to go there, but anyhow. <laughs> uh, with, with that being said, <laughs> I, I need to bring this to a close here in a minute, but I just want each of you to understand that he calls you dearest ones. That's what I kept hearing when I was sitting over there. And Josh was laid out prostrate. And I was thinking, the Lord was saying, dearest ones, know you not that I love you? And you've chosen him. And because you've chosen him, won't he bless you because of it? He sing the song all the time, right? You're a good, good father, right? You sing that all the time, right? That's who you are. We got to believe that's who he is. He really does love us, all right? And so this message, yes, it was funny, right? But I I pray that it was thought-provoking for you. And I pray, Father God, that you would wipe clean any false mindsets about your love for them, including myself, Father, Any place in our lives, Father, where we're still clinging on to pursuing the favor of man over you, Father. Giving a smile when we really don't want to, to try to please people. Grant us the ability to put our trust in you, Father. Father, we have the perfect network. It's called the blood of your son, Christ Jesus. And because of that, we are empowered to be great on this earth. And I declare a decree over every person in this room that your generations that follow after you will be blessed because of what you heard tonight. Father, for those who are gone from one job to the other seeking the favor of man, I pray you shut it down, Father. They'll stay planted where you have them planted, just like Joseph stayed planted, just like Daniel stayed planted. They'll stay planted, Father, so that you can cultivate in them Christ like character, that they'll know what submission means, that they'll know what staying means when you've not given them the grace to move forward. Father, I pray that you'll place them in positions that will actually. Lay out their portfolio for the job opportunity that you have for them, Father. I declare boldness for the things of God over each one in this room. And I declare the favor of God will remain on you. And not lift because of your obedience and your heart pursuit of Abba, Father. And we seal this in Jesus' name. Thanks for kicking it with us today. The Move podcast. If you loved the message, we've got more episodes on the way. If you're looking for more ways to get involved, meet us in person the first Friday of every month at our Bethel Cleveland Brunswick campus. Also, for more information, follow us on social media at Bethel Bethel CLEYA to stay updated with our latest events, young adult worship nights, and more. Or check out our website, BethelCleveland.com slash adults.